close friends, brother from another mother. God bless you for being here. Our subject matter. Our subject matter is, do you know God? In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, whose grace you and I are alive right now. Amen. Amen. Who listen to his words to follow, to listen to his words and to fellowship with one another. I would like to thank Dr. Jeff Ware and the Brooklyn Church Board for inviting me to speak from the podium. I hope and pray that the words God gives me will make a difference in your lives. Jesus says in John 6, 63, the word the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Amen. The words of Jesus are not just the words of Matthew, Mark, Luke, Luke and John. The words of Jesus are the Bible writings from Genesis to Revelation. Amen. Amen. Because the Bible tells us when the Old Testament prophets wrote, they were led by the Spirit of Christ. Amen. 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 And the same Spirit inspires the new. Amen. Amen. And so I hope and pray that the words God gives me will be a blessing in your lives. Those, are, those among us today who are not Seventh-day Adventists, I am very delighted you joined us this morning. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. And I pray that the Lord will bless you and put a double blessing on your families. And the Lord will draw you closer and closer to his bosom. And you will be so blessed by joining us this service that you would want to join us again. <laughs> I have a couple things I would like to request of you. The first thing would be to ask you to serve the Lord with reverence. And uh, We'll find in 1 Samuel 
2.30, God tells us, them that honor me, I will honor. Psalms 119, 18 and 19 says, open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your law. I am a stranger on earth. Do not hide your commandments from me. The other thing that I would like to ask you is to open your minds. I would like for you to think. Let us pray. Loving Father in heaven, this is a high honor you've given me. First, to speak for you, and secondly, to fellowship with your people. Father, I humble myself before you, and I ask you in the name of Jesus to use me first for the glory and for the blessings of your sons and daughters, whom you love so much. If I offend you, forgive me. Cleanse me, dear God, that I might be a fit vessel in your hands. Control all of me, dear God, so that I am simply an instrument in your hands. Speak directly through me, Father, that the words your people hear will really be the words from your throne of grace. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Our subject matter, do you know God? As my young brother read scripture found in chapter 20, which contains the whole law of God, the Ten Commandments. The readings from the King James Version of the Bible, God speaks all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Listen now to the first commandment. Thou shalt have no other God before me. God wants us to be first. God wants to be first in our lives. Amen. What gives this God the right to ask Let's go to the book of Isaiah, Isaiah 40, 25. Isaiah is called the gospel prophet because Isaiah writes so much about Jesus and the ministry Christ came to fulfill. The Bible says, to whom then will ye liken me? 
or shall I be equal, said the Holy One. God is saying, who on this earth or anywhere in heaven is like I am? To whom ye like me? To whom will you compare me, says God? Then he tells us in verse 26, Lift up your eyes on high, and behold, who have created these things that bringeth out their hosts by number. He calls them all by name. The greatness of his might for that he is strong in power. Amen. Not one fifth. Now God is saying, look there is no one like me. And the reason for this is I am the one who created. And so he tells us, look up. He could have said, look around. Because he made heaven and earth. Amen. The sun, the sun, and you see, let me see, excuse me. And you see the sun, and you see the stars. And you see the heavenly bodies. You, re- you will realize that some special power created heaven. And that power, that's me. That's God. (laughs) There is no one else like him. Amen. You cannot compare me, says God, to anyone else. Remember the subject. Do you know God? In the book of Psalms, and I couldn't believe this this morning how everything fitted into this sermon that I'm delivering to you. In the book of Psalms, Psalms 96, 5, it says, For all the gods on, of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Here again, God is telling us he is different from all of the other gods. Why? Because he made the heavens and the earth. He is the creator. Amen. Jeremiah 10, 11 says, Thus shall ye say unto them the gods that have not made the heavens and the earth 
even they shall fall. Correction. Even they shall perish from the earth and from under the heavens <laughs> because almighty God is powerful. Amen. Amen. Here again, we have good distinguishing. We, here we have God distinguishing himself from all the false gods. God is saying, I am the creator of heaven and earth, and that is what makes me different from all other gods. We've established that God tells us in his words, there is no other one like me. Let's add one more verse. Isaiah 45, 18. 45, 18 says, For thus said the Lord that created the heavens, God himself that formed the earth and made it, he hath established it. He created it not in vain. He formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord and there is none else. Amen. Amen. Because he created heaven and earth, creation is what separates God from all other gods. Having established that God is different from all of the other gods, he cannot be compared to anyone else. Let's learn something else about God who created heaven and earth. Let us go now to the book of Acts. Acts 7, 47. But Solomon built him an house. Solomon built a house for God. Verse 48. How be it, the Most High dwelleth not in a temple made with hands, as said the prophets. Verse 49. Heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. What house will ye build me? Hmm. Said the Lord. Or what is the place of my rest? Now the Bible says you cannot put God in a building. He's too big. Amen. The book of Acts tells us it was God who instructed David and Solomon to build a temple. But he wanted us to understand you cannot put the creator in a house and tell him that's where he lives. Amen. Amen. 
Notice verse 49 says, Heaven is my throne, all of heaven. God is, all of heaven is as God sits in heaven, and no one can measure the size of heaven. Earth is my footstool. What does that mean? God says he put his foot on the earth and rested. <laughs> I won't get into that part. I'm going to stick to do you know God. Okay? The most high dwelleth not in temples made with hands. You cannot enclose God in a building. We have buildings called churches, but that's not where God lives. That is not where God dwells. It's very important. That is not where God dwells. That's where the children of God go to worship. Amen. Amen. First Kings eight twenty seven. But will God indeed dwell on the earth? Behold, the heavens and heavens of heavens cannot contain thee. How much less this house that I have built. Solomon says, I've built a temple for God, but this temple cannot contain God. In other words, God, in a way we do not understand, is bigger than the entire universe. And I pause the entire universe. Think about that. We trend to think the largest thing in existence is the universe. The Bible tells us the universe is large as it is, cannot contain God. <laughs> Amen. That kind of statement must simply be tamed by faith. This God that is so big the universe cannot contain him. 1 King 8.27 The God that is so big that no church building can contain him. Acts 7, 47, 48, and 49. A God that is so powerful that the universe, a God that is so powerful that made the universe, if he made the universe, he has to be more bigger or powerful. 
than the universe. This same God, as massive and as big as he is, wants to dwell in you and me. Amen. Amen. How can you explain that? You can't. You simply say thank you. Amen. That a God for whom the universe is too small desires to dwell in us. We read in 2 Corinthians 6.16 Ye are the temple of the living God. It is an amazing statement to contemplate but since God does not lie Numbers 23.19 and Titus 1-2 he finds a way if we allow him to dwell in us Amen. Amen This tells us something else about God God is a very personal God an intimate God He wants to have a personal relationship with you. Amen. 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 If God says he will do it, the Bible says with God nothing is impossible. Amen. Luke one thirty seven. God says to Abraham in Genesis 18.14 is anything too hard for the Lord? <laughs> the answer is no. Let's find out something more about God. Let's go to John 3.16. That tells us, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Amen. God wants to save you and me. Amen. I ask you, I ask you this question. Which is bigger for God? Making the entire universe or solving a problem in our individual lives? <laughs> it is written, Ye are the temple of the living God, not the building where you go, It is a place to worship God, God's preferred dwelling place is within you and me. 
Amen. We are his temple, and he finds a way to inhabit us from within. He directs our life, not from without. God does not direct our lives from the Bible on the bookshelf in your living room or in your bedroom. He directs your life from within and he directs you and me. Amen. God desires a personal, private relationship with each and every one of us. Where no one else is invited. God begins on an individual level with each of us. Then he unites us to a group level through fellowship. He made Adam first Then he made Eve. Then he brought the two together. And he made a society. God wants a relationship with you, you, and you. He's inviting you right now. In Matthew 1, 28. Jesus says, come to me, all ye that have labored. Come to me because this God is a person. This God loves. This God gets angry. This God is sad. This God blesses. God can be happy. God is an intelligent being. God is not electricity. God is not a force. He is a divine person wrapped in flesh. (laughs) Personality like you and me. He's a jealous. He's jealous. He's blessed. He gets angry. He punishes. He's long suffering and forgiving. Amen. We know all of these things about this massive, big, intelligent God who wants to dwell in you and me. Amen. Amen. That's my message. Amen. Amen. Amen.